1: I am all in.
3: More, more,
4: more. I wanna kiss you more. More, more, more. I wanna kiss you more.
0: I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey
1: everybody, uh, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast Minnesota here. One-on-one interview uh podcast. Radio 111 Productions, and we have uh, Brandon Barash, who appeared in uh, Those Lazy, Hazy, Crazy Days, uh, Episode 1, Season 3. That's where we first seen last time. We seen him as, as Jamie in Season 4, Episode 12, Family Matter. Welcome to the show, Brandon. How you doing?
4: Hey, hey. Good to see you guys. Good right? to
1: see you, Brandon. So thanks for coming on.
4: Of course. Thanks
1: for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, You played the role of Jamie on Gilmore Girls for three episodes, 2002, 2004, student at Princeton, Paris's very first boyfriend. Um, You were also, so that was the first time. Last time we saw you was season four, episode 12, a family matter. So we have that to look forward to from St. Louis. Uh, You lived in Missouri, Texas, California, uh, family business is oh my goodness really wow
4: damn what else do you know about
1: me look at this guy (laughs) wow we need to talk yeah yeah i know all about that company cisco yeah i do
4: how do you know about cisco
1: because i have a coffee company we're trying to get in no way yes and we know wow. that we know the beverage, uh, the beverage portion of that business is is quite large, and the coffee slice of the beverage business is something I wanted to try to get a piece of, but it's very difficult to get a meeting. So you went to USC, you got a degree. Wow, yeah. uh, you were on the West Wing, Criminal Minds, and you've been on General Hospital, two thousand seventeen and two thousand sixteen, and since two thousand nineteen, you've been on Days of Our Lives. You are working your butt off. You play Jake Demara. Uh huh. So let's talk about the first time you got the role, and uh, tell us how you got the part.
4: All right. So I was I was fresh out of college. All right. Uh-huh. I had gotten uh, to use a douchey industry term: hit pocketed oh, by sure. an agency yep. uh, from our senior showcase, which for non industry people basically means they'll kind of see something in you, but they don't like you enough to say, yes, we're going to sign you and you're going to take up space on our roster.
1: Hey, Brad Pitt was was hip pocketed.
4: There you go. And so I was hip pocketed by this agency and uh, one of the first auditions they sent me out on was Gilmore Girls. I was working at Nordstrom uh, selling clothing at the time and drove to Warner Brothers on my lunch break. Drove back, found out when I got back, I got a call back. Cool. So the callback was scheduled uh, for a day when I was supposed to be in Manhattan Beach on like a, a staycation, if you will. Right? Mm-hmm. This was before uh, smartphones. Okay, this is when we still had to take out the Thomas Guide, right? And like mm-hmm. go to page L four, and then continue to page like one hundred twenty six point three, <laughs> and we didn't have ways. The point is, so I couldn't gauge how much traffic there was going to be from Manhattan Beach to Warner Brothers. I miscalculated uh, really, really badly, not in my favor. And it was about an hour late to my audition. All right. Called my manager on the way, said I'm going to be an hour late. Should I just turn around? He's like, no, just go. I walked in the room and I just started making fun of myself about how late I was because it was the only <laughs> thing I could think of to do. And made some really terrible jokes in the process and uh, walked out of the audition not knowing what the hell had just happened. And was driving home and found out I booked the part. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was it was the coolest feeling ever. Because I didn't have my SAG card, right? So they, you know, Taft Hart lead me in. And, and it was, it's a big step. Uh, and I thought, great, I'm going to go quit my job now. Because <laughs> it's only up and up from here. And uh, cut to five years later, I was still working in retail. But five years later, I was able to finally quit my day job.
1: Oh, good. Um, yeah. So, what do you remember about your first day on set?
4: I was um, freaked out, as as is evident by my brilliant acting um, in that first episode. In any of, I mean, I was my acting chops were not up for uh, the television when I did Gilmore Girls, but that's okay. I, I uh, didn't, so I, I, didn't,
1: I, I didn't notice anything. You did a fine really? job. What are you talking about?
4: It was all right. It was all what? Right. What are you talking so, about? So anyway, you, you're too kind. You're too kind, Scott.
1: You, you, <laughs> so, you, you, you filled the role perfectly.
4: Yeah, it was just, I couldn't get out of my head, though. You know, as young actors, like, the biggest hurdle that we have is to just tell that voice to shut the hell up, right? You know, the voice is like, how is this going? Are, are they, like, am I making sense? I don't even know what my scene partner just said, but I'm going to say my line. It was just, I was so in my head on all the episodes
1: you, so you only have you only have one voice you, not voices <laughs> <laughs>
4: well i'm only telling you about the ones i can. gotcha uh right. yeah we don't want to upset people so, right. yeah so anyway no i mean i was i i didn't know you know my ass from my elbow on a set at usc which is where i went uh, i got my degree in theater and i could have moved to new york the day after graduation and mm. established myself as a really great theater actor Right. They only, and I think the curriculum has changed since, but they only gave us, I think, two classes, um, auditioning for the camera and acting for the camera. And they were just kind of thrown in at the end of our curriculum. So, you know, hitting a mark, we, we not, not once we were hitting a mark. And so it was just all this new information swirling around in my head. I, I was a nervous wreck, but I guess I made it work.
1: You did. Yeah. You know, yeah. You 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 blended in perfectly. I mean it was all all go. good, buddy. Um, anyway, so you had uh, what we all describe as that perfect Princeton preppy vibe going. Uh, <laughs> tell us tell us what you remember about that character.
4: I remember in you know, throughout the audition process, the note I kept getting was young Bill Clinton. Think young Bill Clinton. <laughs> I was like, okay, and this was, of course, after the you know the whole thing. Uh, I was like, well, which which part about Bill Clinton's life am I emulating here? Just to be clear, you gotta be careful. <laughs> Should I take a cigar into the uh-huh. audition room or not? And so, <laughs> and so you know, the, the the notes I kept getting were, I'm Bill Clinton. And speak faster, right? Okay, and so it was, you know, just trying to negotiate again all of those things that the the cameras, the lights, the the booms, the you know the 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 mind splitting silence uh-huh. of a TV set or a movie yes, set, right? Yes,
1: that's right.
4: And so it was just, uh-huh. yeah, young Bill Clinton is what I keep uh, remembering
1: <laughs> from that whole process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah. So Paris uh, fell for Jamie at first, uh, 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 yeah. pretty hard, you know, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. She that was her first boy. What do you think about the character of Paris?
4: I well, um, Liza was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I'm sure she still is great. I'm um, speaking about her like she's not here anymore, but yeah, she was great <laughs> to work with. Uh, she was Paris was intense. Mm-hmm. and uh i think you know i think jamie enjoyed that it was it was a different uh you know he wasn't used to that you know he was kind of a slower speed kind of guy but um he was just along for the ride until we all know he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> we all know what happened there
1: um would you have liked to have seen that relationship continue on through the series
4: my career would have loved that. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not unhappy where I am right now. I'm very happy, but back then, yeah, um, yeah, I was bummed out for sure when when I found out that uh, she had left Jamie for an older man and Jamie's time in um, was it Stars Hollow? Is
1: that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Was uh, yeah, it was over.
1: So you were born into the Cisco food business. Um, did your, Pretty much, yeah. Did, did your parents uh, support you when you were announced you were going into acting, or did your dad want you to come in uh, to that business so he could teach you that business? Was there any pressure there? What was the reaction no. like when he said, "Yeah, I'm going. I want to go to USC and get a theater degree."
4: It was well. I mean, look, the food business was was a, a very important part of my family's history. They uh, immigrated here from Ukraine, actually. A town called Jetomir. wow um you know back 116 years ago when um they were doing the same thing they're doing now except they were singling out the jews mm-hmm. and so uh they came here and they started my great-grandfather started a fruit stand and the fruit stand this is long story short turned into uh, the biggest seafood purveyor in the midwest Gotcha. he didn't make the best decisions you know at that point my dad was uh, working for the company as well. The company went under. So then my dad got offered a great job from uh, by Cisco Cisco Foods out in Los Angeles when I was, I think, three years old. So that's when we moved out here. So yeah, I come from a very kind of uh, corporate family. Conservative, not in like the political sense we know conservative now, but conservative in that, you know, you should be a doctor or lawyer right. or, or do something corporate. Right. And so when I, I got accepted by USC into their BFA program, which only accepts 10 to 20 students a year. And, um, my dad said, well, you'd be silly not to, not, not to take that. Um, and at the time I wanted to do, uh, I was really torn because my whole, you know, young life, I'd wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a cardiac orthopedic surgeon. Mm. That was like, that was my jam. Science was my jam, the human body. You know, I, I just, I couldn't get enough of it and I still can't. Um, but, uh, Two years, about a year and a half into college, I was, you know, taking 22 units a semester. I was in class from eight in the morning to ten at night, between classes and theater rehearsals. And finally, halfway through my sophomore year, I thought, okay, I'm doing fine at both of these things, but I'm not, I'm not excelling at one. And if I'm honest with myself, me, you know, going through the pre-med motions is now more about what my family wants me to do rather than what I want to do. And right. once I came to terms with that and was able to say, all right, I'm going to, you know, put all the proverbial eggs in one basket and go for the acting. I called my dad and I was terrified and he was, he couldn't have been more supportive. Right. It was awesome. Right. It was, it was a game changer.
1: sounds yeah. like, sounds like a great man. Great guy. He was man. He was. May, may we all have fathers like that. Um, right. My God. Um, yeah. Well, it certainly seems like you made the right choice. You're making a lot of people happy in your career. Uh, um, uh, do you still get nervous? And this is from me. Do you still get nervous going to auditions?
4: Absolutely. I get, you know, I, I, think, I think nerves are healthy. I think mm-hmm. uh, the day as performers, the day we stop getting nervous is the day we should start finding something else to do. I think a healthy dose of nerves, as long as you know how to harness them. uh, I think it's good for any performer. I really do. Any artist. Um, It's, uh, yeah, I get nervous going to auditions. I get nervous, you know. I mean, I've probably filmed, I don't know, between 12 and 1500 episodes of daytime television. And I still get nervous before I go on. Mm -hmm. And it's part of my ritual. Uh, I I enjoy the nerves. I, I, you know, it's, it's more of like a surge of adrenaline now, whereas before, and I'm sure you can relate to this. Any, you know, actor can harken back to their younger days and find a time where their nerves ruled them. Right. And it's a a real paradigm shift happens when you realize you're in control of that. That makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was just all about the level of preparation. to control control the nerves yeah
4: because if you're prepared you know that you're ready for anything Anything. that happens in that room or on Mm -hmm. that set Mm -hmm. and you can be loose and you can play it's a hundred percent preparation is huge
1: yeah um because there's really two schools right it's like Mm -hmm. not really knowing i mean you hear the stories of brando and jack nicholson they don't want to know they don't want to repeat their lines. They don't want to rehearse. James Caan never wanted to rehearse. I did a film mm-hmm. with him. He did. He didn't want to rehearse. He knew his stuff. He looked at it once. He knew it. Let's just do it. Let's, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to make it stale. And we need to keep it fresh. So mm-hmm. there's. But unfortunately, when you work in television, you're in these very tight schedules. And yeah. You got to know your stuff cold, especially in in soap operas. For God's sake, you guys are oh, covering. You guys are yeah. doing how many pages a day?
4: We do, like crazy you know, dance. on average, when I walk in the building, I'll do anywhere between, usually between 15 and 30 pages. God, it's crazy.
2: Uh, that's crazy.
4: And it's nuts, man. But oh. it's, it's such a great lesson in preparation, like mm-hmm. we're saying, mm-hmm. and commitment. You know, mm-hmm. you have to walk, if you want to do good work and doing good work is important to you and being a good scene partner is important to you, then you have to walk into that building knowing your lines, knowing your intention, you know, knowing all that, right? Like having broken down the script and knowing the circumstances your character is walking into, because when you, you know, at one o'clock, whenever these shows are on, when you turn on a daytime television show, you're not seeing a fleshed out product. You're just not, because there's not time for that. Mm. You're seeing a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. You're seeing, you know, what you and I on Gilmore Girls or any other primetime show would spend... 30, 40 minutes doing while we're blocking, while they're calling in, you know, everybody to, you know, the, the grips and props and everybody to watch while they're lighting. That's you're watching the first one of those mm-hmm. on daytime. Mm-hmm. And so it, yeah, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of discipline and commitment. So do you have a
1: system that was uh, memorizing your lines? Do you, I how, do. How do you I do? do. It? How do you It's do?
4: evolved. It's evolved over time. <laughs> I used to, and you're going to think I'm a nut. Uh, I used to take yellow legal pads and write every scene, every wow. single, not every scene in the script, but every scene that I was in. So if I had 12 scenes that day, 36 pages, I would sit and write out, you know, the scene from beginning to end, including stage directions. And everything. And that helped me get into the character set, helped me get into the writer set and the director set. So that by the time I had to break the script down and actually memorize the lines, they were memorized yeah. because... You know, pen to pen to mind for me happens to work. That's that's your then, that's your
1: theater training.
4: It is. It is one hundred percent. Yeah. And so, but then you know, it, it, there were nights it was taking me four hours to break my script. <laughs> you
1: down. Can't do it. And t- if you're on yeah. a series, you can't do that. Like you cannot. You can't do that. Uh huh.
4: And so, and so, what you can I do it if that, you're in a play. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. you have
1: the you have, you have the time and the rehearsal to do that if you're in a play. You can't do that on serious television. No oh, chance. Funny. No chance. No chance. So
4: then now what I do, you know, I have my iPad and I have um, which totally. I don't know how if you work from an iPad or you work from paper. I prefer paper, but again, doing the volume of scenes I do a day, the amount of paper I'm wasting, and you know, just the ink and everything. And it's great to keep everything together on one device. I know if I go to work and I have five scripts that I'm working on that week, they're all in this tiny little device. Mm-hmm. So now it's you know it's on the iPad and it's just this. Um, I have a system that that I go through, so
2: mm-hmm. it's it's much more mm-hmm. streamlined now.
3: no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: well we want to say big congrats uh on your engagement to isabella uh thank you thank devoto you. is that devoto 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 devoto, DeVoto yeah because one t is yeah. devoto yeah uh uh, and we saw that the uh, adorable proposal on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how is the wedding planning coming along?
4: It's going well. We found a date. We found a venue, which is like half the battle, right? Okay. So uh, we're lucky we found a venue that covers a lot of, you know, the the things that you'd have to normally go outside and rent. So oh, uh, uh-huh. the hardest thing, man, is this guest list. It's right. It's a right. beast. Right. Yeah.
1: You gotta be careful.
4: I know, man. People it's will get offended.
1: Yeah, it's a good yeah, people
4: have, <laughs> humans have the uncanny ability to make someone else's wedding 100% about themselves.
3: <laughs> right. Right? It's just, it's like, really?
4: He's getting married here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So fans loved, they really enjoyed that your daughter Harper was involved in the proposal. Did she help that Did she help you ease those nerves when you were popping the question?
4: Oh, honey, please. She eases every yeah. every nerve in my body, that little girl.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, great. yeah. That's great. Yeah.
4: And, and, and it was just as much about her as it was my fiance. I mean, the, the reality is I would not be marrying Issa uh, without Harper. I mean, she mm-hmm. led me directly to her. Harper was in a, a Spanish immersion summer camp one year, and Isa was one of her teachers, Gotcha. and that's how it happened. And, it, you know, we got to know her very well, and she you know, started spending time around us. And one day, Harper, when she was, I think, five, sits me down at the breakfast table, and she says, Daddy, are you and Isa friends? <laughs> and I said, yeah, and nothing was going on. I said, yeah, and she said, you guys should be together. I said, wait, what, how do you know what that even means? Wait, wait, right. wait, 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 right. what, what do you mean be together? And she explains the concept of being together with somebody and being a partner with somebody. I'm like, what the, where did you get this from?
1: Right. Right.
4: And, and so she has been advocating for this relationship since before it happened. And then we waited a while. Once it did happen, we waited a while to tell her because dating as a single parent, it's a minefield man. And mm. if you have your kids, best intentions at heart you're not going to introduce that kid to every person you date because that would just I mean come on That, mm-hmm. yeah so you know we waited god almost a year I think until we told her till we knew that it was going in a serious direction then it became I knew it and when is she going to become my stepmom wow <laughs> yeah and so you know and It's just, it's great because we get along well with with my ex wife, Harper's mom. And it's, you know, there are sure ups and downs, but it's, um, yeah, Harper, my daughter, is fully on board and uh, we wouldn't be here without her.
1: So important, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um,
4: It's so important.
1: So important. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm really happy for you. That's great. Um, Thanks, man.
4: Appreciate it.
1: um, So you have a passion for music. Mm hmm. Isn't that fantastic? What's the status of your band Port Chuck?
4: The status of my band Port Chuck is, well, we couldn't perform at all during the pandemic, at least. So what we did to kind of, you know, get rid of the bug was we broadcast a couple of shows from this great studio in Burbank. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we did that three or so times, uh, which was a lot of fun. The hard thing with the guys in the band is that I'm on days. Uh, One guy is still on general hospital and two of the other, one lives in Nashville and another one lives uh, pretty far South of uh, Los Angeles. another one lives Mm. in Sacramento. Mm. So it's very difficult for us to get our schedules synced up to say, Hey, we're going to go on tour, you know, the third week of October, 2022 market out because it doesn't work for everybody. So we're trying to figure out a time where we can go out on the road, but we have full intentions of of hopefully doing that sometime soon.
1: Do you have management and the whole thing and you book actual tours?
4: Yeah, we have booking, you know, we have a booking manager. We don't have a band manager, but we do have a, you know, a booking manager we work very closely with and she books us and, You know, she's booked us anywhere from like, you know, 250 people person uh, comedy clubs to like the Wilbur Theater in Boston and, you know, all all venues in between. And so, yeah, I think what we'd like to play is, you know, a house that's really no bigger than like 400 because we know we can sell that out. And and it's a party. We're a cover band and we just, you know, we put our own twist on on classic songs and just have a party. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, that is fantastic. Are you ready for rapid fire? Rapid I'm gonna fire. fire uh, I'm going to fire I'm going to I'm going to fire questions at you. We haven't done this in a while with the guest, but okay. I'm going to fire all these questions at. We got to do we got to go through it quick. That's why it's called rapid fire. Ready?
4: Oh, that's that's the rapid part of it.
1: This is the okay. rapid yeah. part. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You all got right. that part. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> How many cups of coffee do you have in a day?
4: Zero. I drink tea.
1: Are you a Team Logan, Team Jess, Team Dean? Oh, who's a what's a huh? <laughs> exactly <laughs> what is your favorite Gilmore girls character uh Jamie there you go what would you order at Luke's diner
4: I would order a grilled cheese and a side of tots
1: would you rather go on a road trip with Taylor or Michelle
4: uh both
1: finish the lyric uh where you lead I will follow dot dot dot
4: take me to your leader <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Jackson's vegetables or Suki's baked goods
4: Suki's Baked Goods Every Day of the Week and Twice on Sunday.
1: There you go. Uh, Would you rather listen to Drellas' Harp or the Troubadours' cover songs?
4: Troubadours' cover songs.
1: Chilton Prep or Stars Hollow High?
4: Chilton Prep, man.
1: There you go. It was a pleasure, Brandon. Um,
4: Thank you so much.
1: Good luck with everything. I hope the band uh, gets back together and starts touring. I know people love that. Um, So much fun and uh it was a pleasure talking to you and uh likewise good luck with the wedding stay safe all the best to you my friend thanks scott likewise all right take care
4: you too bye-bye
0: They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with Ikea. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
3: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.